Welcome to the Engagement Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the stories behind the people who make up the Engage community. Question number one. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Where the light should dim, right. the spotlight needs to come on me. Exactly. I just like to point out that you said we were going to share the brown, and now oh, you're right. Now it is. I forgot it was neutral territory. You know, I'm I'm this so is not starting off great. I was going to say. <laughs> Very selfish. Thank you for uh, meeting or for doing me. this or whatever you want to call it. Thank you. Um, it it's a. I know it's a, a topic that is um, not an easy thing to, to talk about always, so I'm, I'm glad that you agreed to it. Um, I think it'll help a lot of people, and it'll be good. hope so. Hopefully for both you and everyone who watches it. Thank you. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I see what you're saying about it could be difficult to have the discussion and color. Yeah, because we kind of want to talk to each other, but, you know, then we're also like, like, I have like, to finish oh, my watermelon, you're like, I'm sorry. I'll answer that question in just a moment. Yeah, I'm just finishing my watermelon. Right. Um, <laughs> Like, I'm trying to make <laughs> this poor woman's arm look like Yours actual is skin. Very detailed. I feel bad for you. Mine is very. Well, easy. let's be honest. I won't finish it, <laughs> regardless of how long it is. And you fail. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, if you would just yes. kind of tell me a little bit about um, your connection to the LGBTQ plus community and. Start there. Um, so I would say my first connection, um, my friend, um, we've been friends since the fifth grade. So a long time. Don't try couple to do years, the math. A couple Just years ago. Don't do it. A um, couple years ago. He, um, he came out in college. And um, so, um, you know, we've been, we're still best friends. It's weird to say best friends at my age, but right. we are. And um, he's married. He lives in Connecticut. Um, so... That was kind of my first introduction and my longest, you know, relationship kind of thing. Yep. And now my seven, now seventeen-year-old is transgender, and my twenty-one-year-old is transgender. So that's my connection. Yeah. Among friends and things, colleagues and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I have to to ask, uh, what um, you know, when you before you ever had kids. Yeah. Uh, what was your um what was your vision for what it would be like to have kids well that's <laughs> um my husband and i were high school sweethearts so that's awesome um and i went to college he started working at the department of correction we were engaged as when i was a senior in college so and we were building a house right after i graduated we, we bought land and we were building a house and so I was excited to start, you know, our family and yeah. all of that. We had been dating for like six years. Um, and then life threw us a curveball and um, we couldn't have kids. And it was a long process of um, infertility treatments over, gosh, seven years probably. Wow. Um, seven or eight years we tried. Yeah. Um, and all kinds of interventions and then we turned to adoption which we always knew would be the option for us mm -hmm. if, it, if it didn't work naturally and um so yeah so that's kind of <laughs> what i envisioned to be my road pretty much from day one to a year two of being married right was not my road yeah yeah so, <laughs> so it kind of started off on a on an alternative Yes. Path, if you will. Yes. Yeah. That's I'm kind of accustomed to alternative paths. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I know for for me, um, you know, being a part of the, the queer community, um, even as a child, what I envisioned for my own life was completely different than the life that I'm living today. And it's interesting how much that can change either because you choose for it to change and you put things in place to make it change or because life is life. Right. right. And so, uh, I, I think it's interesting to kind of hear that, like what, what you envisioned and then, yeah. you know, <laughs> before we get started on the, on the, what was to come. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your, how your experience with your, your, um, with your kids coming out, uh, started and, Kind of lead oh, me down yeah. that story. So sure, um, my my youngest child. I have two children. Uh, my youngest is now seventeen, 
um, adopted from Russia as a baby girl, um, about 20 months old, and had a lot of, um, had ADHD, but also um, sensory processing issues and executive functioning issues. Yeah. So with the sensory processing issues, there was a lot of issues with the clothes. Um, and it started to get, you know, kind of increasingly more difficult to find clothes that were comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so probably by the fifth grade, um, at that point we had, you know, found the clothes that were the most comfortable, the least restrictive, um, clothes, which were baggy, oversized t-shirts, baggy pants or shorts, yep. um, sneakers, even when we would go to holidays with family, it was, you know, I'm not forcing my child to wear tights or a dress or anything right. that's, you know, because the meltdowns that would happen right. over the sensory issues, and including brushing hair and brushing teeth. It was the full thing. So he did eventually brush teeth, but, you know, <laughs> it was tough. Um, but the hair was always just not wanting to, you know, deal with the hair. It was just back in a ponytail. So... Um, so yeah, so that was about the fifth grade that 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 my child, who was Alina and is now River, has looked like that, mm -hmm. exactly like that, and still looks exactly like that, right. probably since the fifth grade. So when he, he was a sophomore, um, he he played this online game. He it was during COVID. It was a lot of he didn't have a lot of friends outside of school, and he had this persona online. Mm -hmm. through an online game. And it was a male persona that it was a horse riding game because he rides horses. And, and so when he would talk to the online friends, he would use that persona, which I didn't think twice about because you might as well keep your identity, right? As the online identity, right. Absolutely. like your alter ego. Right. I didn't think twice about it. Um, and then my nephew said to me after we were on vacation together, my nephew said, you know, Alina identifies as a male named River. And I said, oh, that's that's the online persona, you know? I said, oh yeah, that's the online persona. Oh, okay. Well, and the, but, the account was, the name on the account was River? That was the name of the character. Right, exactly. right, okay. So um, I said, oh, well, yeah, that's what that is. But then about two months later, fall of 2020, um, he said, I want to be called River and I wanna start taking those drugs that make your voice change and be like a boy or be known as he and him, whatever. And so I kind of, you know, I, I just said, okay, well, I can tell the family to call you River. And, um, but you know, I mean, what you're talking about, your voice is a lot more in depth conversation. You have to get doctors involved with that conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to CVS and getting medication. Right. You have to, you know, it's a lot more involved, but we can start talking about that. And so I kind of just took it one day at a time and, um, and even since then, of course, with COVID and not being in school. And so it's a lot of isolation still for him. Um, still no friends outside of school. Um, so the process has really slowed. Like right. came out and now two years later, it's still just name and pronouns. Yep. Um, we're kind of going at his own pace. So, you know, when he's serious about wanting to, you know, go on hormones or do anything else, then we'll involve, but I had to tell him like, well, that involves going to a doctor right. and getting other people involved in this process yep. because it's not something you can get at CBS, as right. I said. So, um, so I'm just going at his pace at this point and that's yeah. where he is. Yeah. So yeah. tell me again, how old was he when, when he came F out to you? 15. 15. Okay. And, um, I, I'm curious to know how, that conversation was uh, was brought up, and uh, you know, you I mean you kind of gave me a, a brief um, overview, if you will. But um, did did you see it coming at all in, in that conversation? <laughs> well, because my nephew had said that to me, right? Um, I thought, okay, this is now who he wants to, who Alina wants to be. This right. wants to assume this identity, right? Um, so I just went with it. To be honest, I just felt like. You know, I'm, I'm very much someone who I just want to honor people and certainly my own children where they are. So that's kind of how I felt. I felt like if this is how you feel and you want people to call you River, that's totally fine. Um, and uh, I just kind of took it very matter of factly, except for the medication part, because I right. wanted him to know that's more in depth. And mm -hmm. 
Um, and then I got out in front of it yeah. with my family um, because he was young and uh, not prepared yeah. for any of that. So I got out in front of it with um, my mother. I met with her and just told her this is what's happening. And I said, "Tell you can tell dad. And I said, you can process it behind the scenes however you need to. But in front of my child, it's nothing but, you know, yeah. acceptance and status quo. It's just yeah. acceptance. So, yeah. So what, what was your experience, if any, with um, anyone who... I mean, obviously, there's there's people out in society that you meet every day, and you may may or may not realize that they're you know a, a trans individual. Yeah. Had you interacted with anyone yeah. before, and mm -hmm. what was your experience there? So I worked at Stonehill um, for 13 years, and I had a student that I was working with to um, do a year of volunteer service because I ran a program that was a year of service. Yep. And we traveled together to Washington D.C. with a group of students. I was really close to her. Um, and she was, um, gay mm -hmm. and after she graduated, she transitioned and I had an opportunity through the job that she had after she graduated to interact with her professionally. And I was just, my heart was just out of my chest to see her living a life as, you know, a male and so happy and with her, with his wife, mm -hmm. um, who he had dated at Stonehill. And, um, I was just so happy for him yeah so yeah so i had experienced it yeah yeah of course regardless of how much experience you have it's not the same it's not the as same. it is your child and that <laughs> true is the case with with anything right yes. i mean you, you even if it's a close relative or it's not going to be the same as it is with your child so yeah. you had said that um you know that you kind of started to tell the family members yeah it's interesting that you say that when I came out, um, so I was mainly raised by my, my father, uh, and I came out to him, I want to say I was about a sophomore in high school, and uh, the biggest thing for me was that I couldn't, first of all, I couldn't even t say the words. The words could not come out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, I had to allude to it and, yeah, you know, uh, kind of dance around it. And eventually he said it. And even at that point, I couldn't say it. Um, and it was probably years, you know, after that, that it actually, those words came out of my mouth. Yeah, I get that. Um, but truthfully, and this is going to be one of those things where it's going to vary from person to person. So I, I certainly can't speak for, for the community as a whole, but for myself personally, him telling the family was the best scenario in my head because and one thing i didn't realize back then was that coming out whether it's as trans or you know as a lesbian or whatever the case is is not a one-time event yes very true <laughs> and that i didn't realize you know i was born in high school i'm like okay now i'm out let's live life and that's not how it works right, right. um even though i people meet me with some exception, most people assume that I am gay because of how I dress and my haircut and those things. Um, but it certainly is something that, like I said, it's it's not a one-time event. Um, sure. But starting off with my family was, regardless of my experience um, previous to that, of my impression of how they were, what I, how I thought they were going to react or what they've ever said to me, it didn't matter. Because at that time, my first thought was, is they're gonna reject me, right? Right. My yeah. very first thought. Um, so my dad kind of taking that off of my plate and, and doing that for me. And then I got to just live in this, um, in this place where the people who I cared about the most already knew who I was, right? so to speak. Right. <clears throat> and I could evaluate their reaction based on how they reacted to me yes. and how they interacted with yes. me. Yes. Yes. So that was a, a, a good place to be for me. Um, yep. So, you know, I imagine, um, you know, based on what you told me, that was likely a similar scenario. Yes. Um, so he, he, wanted he kind of didn't want to but he said well i said well, thanksgiving was approaching and i said well I, I want them to know 
because we'll see them on Thanksgiving. And he was saying, well, you know, are we doing, because at that point it was COVID, are you doing Thanksgiving? Because I'll tell them then. At first I actually said, why don't you write them an email? I feel like if it comes in your own voice, it empowers you and you, you know, you're owning your identity and yet gives them time to process without having to respond immediately. And, and he was just not, not able to do that. And it's fine. I just told my mom and then, but he said, oh, I'll tell them all on Thanksgiving. And I said, "Mm, let's not do that. Um, let's give them a little time before mm-hmm. that. It's difficult at that age to be able to see, it is very, you know, the big yes. picture. Um, right. and it seems like, well, and you were the same age. So I, I exactly. was, it, it seems like, well, listen, if there's a way for it to just be announced and <laughs> over with in one <laughs> shot, let's do it. Yes. yes but like, right. like I said, you know, you, you don't see that, um, yeah. at that age. One, one of the things that <clears throat> I have experienced um, being a more masculine woman is people having either an assumption, especially in the era that I that I'm you know live in that we live in, yeah. um, an assumption or a curiosity of for, for me are are you trans you know and and wondering if that's where it was leading to okay. Um, and, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that, uh, there have been, you know, many more individuals who in recent, you know, the last 10 years, even who have come out as trans than ever Mm -hmm. before. Um, I think with any situation like, you know, such as this, there is a portion of, of those individuals who aren't sure what they, what they are. They haven't found themselves yet. And so they, um, because of the age, they make a declaration that I, yes, you know, I'm yes. trans. Right. And then, you know, some years pass, some of them are on, um, you know, hormone therapy. Um, and then they realize this isn't the path for me. Um, this isn't what, who I am. Right. Uh, have those thoughts and worries, uh, have you experienced those yeah. and have you had a discussion about that either with him or with, you know, Others. Yeah, I think, you know, in the beginning, I'd have some family who would say, do you think this is just a phase? Mm-hmm. And I think partially they were maybe hoping that it was. Right. But I would just say, maybe it is a phase. I don't know, but it doesn't matter right. because we're just honoring him where he is. And I do, and, and because his name is River, my husband and I always say, we're just going with the river. And that's what we do. Yep. So we're going at his pace and he's he is still young. He's still... Um, somewhat a sheltered existence um, with not a lot of social interaction, um, partially due to COVID. So not that social interaction makes or breaks who you are as a person, but all of those life experiences do like form who you are. And we're not in, we're not denying anything. We're very accepting of wherever he is in the moment, but we realize this is where he is in the moment. He's an evolving person. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we'll see. Do you, do you ever wonder um, if, you know, you were describing, um, when, when he was young, uh, some of the issues with, with, um, clothing and, yeah. you know, sensory type issues. Do you ever wonder if there was any connection at all, or do you I think it was- I didn't see a connection with that at all, actually, yeah. no. Um, because it was very real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it, when it goes to your socks, right. your hair- um, your teeth. I mean, it was, yeah, it was really intensive all mm-hmm. over. It wasn't just like, I don't like to wear dresses. Right. right. It was so, clothes in general or, oh, or yes. things was, in general. Yes. Yeah. Things in general. Couldn't the texture of anything, the, the tightness of anything. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. It, so no, I never connected the dots whatsoever with the clothes. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't until he just basically said, this is how I want to be known. And I said, okay, fine. And so we, we're just going with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in the, in the years kind of in between those two time periods where, you know, that, you know, the sensory, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say issue, but yeah, yeah. you know, once you kind of figured out what worked there, mm-hmm. um, from that time period to him coming out as, as trans, were there any other signs, if you will? No, not the traditional signs, right. not, you know, um, you know, not acting like a, a male right. in the stereotypical way. Um, 
No, nothing like that. It's so interesting to me. I, I, you know, my son is three and a half and uh, already he's starting to say things that surprise me already. For instance, last night I'm putting him to bed and he says, mommy, this is a boy bed. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> Why is it a boy bed? It's a boy bed. Like that was just, you know, right. And, and he labeled the bed. He did. He did. And, <laughs> and he said, and this is, this is a boy room. Okay. I mean, I don't, I, it's one of those things that's difficult because before you have kids, you have all of these ideas of how you, what kind of parent you're going to be. Yeah. Right. And you're like, I'm, my kid's not going to do that. I'm not going to let my kid do this. <laughs> and then you become a parent and you realize that you don't have as much control as you think you do, first of all. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also there's such an emotional attachment to these Mm -hmm. decisions and ways of parenting Mm -hmm. that you didn't have before that affects how you you handle these situations. And so I try to mitigate that to some extent, right? Like when he says comments like that, I try to say, well, it's not a boy bed or a boy room. It's just a room. Boy, uh, girls can have, and I try to explain it to him in a way. It's hard with three and a half, right? Like there's only so much right. you can, yeah. you know, explain. <laughs> um, I try to, you know, say, "Mommy likes, you know, some some of the things you have," um, and I'm not a boy. And he says, "Yeah," and so like I, you can almost start to see society's norms yes affecting this little human brain Mm -hmm. at three and a half right and it because i am who i am and i'm you know i'm part of this community i am much more aware of those things whereas i'm sure if i wasn't a part of this community my response would immediately immediately just be like yep it is a boy room and that is a boy toy and you know, right. But it's, it's just interesting how, how that changes over time and right. in based on your experience. Um, when, so, uh, when you, when your son came out, um, where, who, do, who did you go to first? <laughs> um, and not uh, from a perspective of to, to I just tell. have to tell somebody. Right. Like just for, for you. Yes. Yes. For me personally. Um, my friend, Brian, my, my friend, Brian is, um, again, my best friend. Um, I would tell him regardless of whether he was gay or not. Right. Um, so, you know, and he's, he's very involved with, you know, well, he was at least for a period of time when he lived in Rhode Island. Now he lives in Connecticut, but he was very involved with the PFI group, um, in really being a mentor. And, um, so I just would have told him first anyway. Right. But good person to tell first, and um, and I I didn't I kind of really took it in stride to be honest. It was just like yeah. So it, what actually happened was he said that to me, and I said okay, I'll I'll tell family to, to, to call you River, and then probably a week or two later, this was home this was COVID homeschool now mm-hmm. remote learning. So I have I was home and he was home, and he had a Zoom call with the adjustment counselor. And he said, I have nothing to say in this meeting. I don't want to have this meeting. I really have nothing to say. I'm doing fine. And school just started, you know, whatever, four weeks ago. I said, well, that's fine then. Just say you're doing fine. So I happen to be, you know, nearby. He says, well, I'm transgender and my name is River. And I thought, oh my God, now I really got to get out in front of this. Right. <laughs> because I was just letting it kind of lie, right. you know, there for a couple of weeks. And then when he ever said that to the school, I said, oh my gosh, now I really got to, now this is legit, you know? So, but I will say the school, and this is, you know, um, a pleasant uh, outcome, though the school is amazing and immediately started, of course, I'm thinking the adjustment counselor must be thinking, why didn't Chris tell me right. this? Um, where was the warning of, where was of, the, the, warning? of the conversation? You know? yeah. <laughs> yes. So I did I've reach out to her immediately and say, oh, I overheard your conversation and um, and she was amazing. They were so great immediately. But um, I thought, oh, wow, now I really need to. This is going to be school official and it's official out in the real world. I have to right. you know, get in front of it with my parents and my family. So yeah. I did. Our, our daughter, who's, uh, well, next week she'll be eight. But um, her very first day of kindergarten was virtual. 
you know, because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she's sitting there. Um, so she's already tiny, right? But her nerves and whatnot, she's like, Aww. you know, sitting there so nervous and, and scared, <laughs> doesn't know what to expect. Um, and the very first time they called on her to basically introduce herself, I'm sitting across the the living room from her. Um, gave her some space, so I wasn't hovering, but I, and I was working. So, and the very first thing that comes out of her mouth is, "Hi, I'm Alexis, and I have four moms." <laughs> and let me say, my eyes got very, very big. And the teacher says, "Let's unpack that." Right, <laughs> right, and, and it certainly wasn't because. I was embarrassed or, first of all, I was shocked because I just wasn't expecting right, it, right? right. Um, on the other side of that, I'm so happy that she is so proud yes, of that. Yes. That's amazing. Right. Um, on the other other side of that, <laughs> I don't know how many sides so this has. Right. Uh, I was scared for her because I don't want something about me to be on her. Yes. Right? Yeah. I don't want her to be Aww. bullied or picked on yeah. because you have four moms, right? Right. So uh, that, was, <laughs> that was my experience with, you know, <laughs> the blurting out on, you know, the, with a school type right. of uh, situation. But um, so tell me about, um, you have two, two children, correct? Yes. So tell yes. me about um, your, you know, experience with your second child and yeah. how that so my oldest child is uh, 21, just turned 21 in May, um, adopted from Boise, Idaho, right out the chute, I say. <laughs> That's such an awful thing to say, but it's true. I say right out the chute. Um, we were actually there the day oh, he wow. was born. We were in the room at right after. Um, and he was really the answer to our dreams come true. I mean, we I told you we'd gone through infertility for so many years and we're connected with this birth mom when she was probably six weeks pregnant. Wow. So we went through the entire thing, just holding our breath that we would, she would see it through. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she did, and it was beautiful. And, um, my parents were with us in Boise and it was, um, to connect with her and her parents were there and wow. her child, uh, she had, she was a single mom. She had an eight year old, um, it was just a beautiful experience. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean that, you know, um, yeah. So there's something about that experience that just, you know, when a child is kind of your dream come true right. and that's how it was. Um, and super close, um, growing up, um, so loving and loving with Alina when we adopted Alina, just, uh, just the sweetest older brother, just so caring and loving and, um, really into music, really into punk rock music, um, played in a band, a couple of different bands, um, electric guitar, just all about that, uh, blue hair in high school, yeah. uh, spiked hair, you know, the whole thing. Um, and yeah, so that one really completely shocked me as yeah. much as I rolled with it with river. This one was, wow, you could have really just smacked me with a two by four mm -hmm. because um it was his 20 her 21st birthday still working on the pronouns yep um it was only a few months ago and um told me me um and i of course took it in stride um he started uh, dating a transgender woman in january and so i didn't think twice about that honestly i mean you know we're open and, right. you know, you like who you like, you like right. people as people and we don't care. Um, I never thought that impacted his own gender identity right. um, at all because I never saw one, one single sign of it right. um, until that night. So literally, <laughs> completely, completely floored. Yeah. You know, I, and I said this, I said, you know, I, you know, I, I love him more than anything. I mean, I just said, you know, you know how much I love you and I love you, any, whatever. And, right. and, and, and she knows that that's why she felt like she could tell me. And, mm -hmm. um, 
and uh, you know immediately said you know this is my new name and these you know my pronouns um, and yeah but let me tell you it was a surreal moment it was yeah. it was not like the others was very surreal um, yeah. I was watching a movie with my husband and River inside and uh, Kyle who's now Adri had texted me and said can you come outside and again it was it was her 21st birthday but she had COVID mm. so we couldn't go out which what we were planning to do and I went outside to the patio and that's when she told me and then I went back in and I sat back down and the movie was still playing and my husband's still sitting there and River's still sitting there and I thought oh my god my our lives have just oh, been yeah. like turned upside mm -hmm. down and they don't know this right. <laughs> and I do it's like nothing happened right you know? Um, so it was very surreal. Um, and then, you know, when we were going to bed, you know, my husband could kind of tell, he was like, what's the matter with you? You know, are you okay? And I'm not a crier generally. I cry at commercials. I'll cry at movies, but I'm, <laughs> when it's, I'm, when it's about my life right. for me, I, I'm kind of, I, I'm not mm -hmm. like so much of an immediate crier. Right. Um, and, uh, I started choking up and I just said, you know, I, I have to tell you something that you can't ever not know once I say it. Whew. And it was, um, so I said, he started laughing and he said, of course, of course, you know? Um, and so I started laughing and, you know, I mean, it, it's, and it's not so much about, um, any feelings of, it's just, it was shock. Yeah. That's really what, what it was. Mm -hmm. It was shock. And, just readjusting your mindset to everything going forward, not only for us in our relationships with people and family and friends and everybody, but obviously more so for her and right. her life and what that means for her and the challenges. I mean, you know, all of it. So it basically compounded a bit. Um, I think I got more emotional over that in my, my, feeling is that not only because it was more surprising, I think because I didn't really mourn or grieve with River because it, he looked that way for so long. So, so it didn't feel as, it wasn't as shocking. Right. It was like, okay, this is fine. Whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Cause I am a very go with the flow person and, and I do tend to live in the moment. Um, but this, because of the age and the intent and it just seemed like wow this is a done deal and i am mm -hmm. completely shocked yeah i i feel like um in my experience uh it is i don't like using the words easier or harder because it's all it's different it's different right <laughs> yes um but i feel like you know it can be a very different scenario when it's it's more widely accepted i, I guess i'll say when um a female a, a cisgendered female um dresses you know more masculine yeah. um it's easier for the for society to swallow yeah right that's true then when a a what is has been presenting as a man right. or, or male right then starts dressing feminine yes wears woman's clothes so i think it's a whole um it's just different it's you know so different and if if he if adri was came out as gay and was effeminate and any respect right. this wouldn't be as shocking right. um there was nothing like that had has you know, girlfriends, had girlfriends, um, you know, obviously I know and you know, but I think the difference between gender identity and sexual identity, mm -hmm. but a lot of other generations and even people in my own generation have right. a hard time distinguishing the difference yep. between the two. Um, so interestingly, my, my, my father, when, um, Adri had brought, well, Kyle at the time had brought, um, his girlfriend to his transgender girlfriend to Easter. Mm -hmm. Um, afterward, my parents came over and, and my dad, um, said, so, you know, is, is, do you think Kyle's transgender? And I was like, 
no, dad, those are two different things. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I said, no, those are two different things. That just because he's dating a transgender person doesn't mean he's transgender. Right. So it's a different thing. Which is, which is the case. Which is the case. That is absolutely, absolutely the true. case. Yes. Just yeah. Ironically. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But at the time I was dead, like, no, no, of course not. Dad. Like, no, mm -hmm. no. Um, because there were zero signs. Right. Um, so, but yes, the transition, you know, with River, because River has always, has looked that way for so long and can kind of, he said, get away with, but like you right. said, assimilate yep. having baggy clothes and a ponytail. Right. Um, people do assume because of the length of the ponytail and everything that if they don't know right. him, they say she. Right. And he knows that and, mm -hmm. you know, he'll, he'll, he'll change his look if and when he ever wants right. to. That's his own journey. And I always say, that's just your journey. Mm -hmm. you, you want with your own self. Um, same thing with Adri. You know, Adri came out and hadn't changed one thing even after coming out, even at home. Right. When I thought, oh, now, you know, she's out, she'll be more herself. Um, she was surprised that I didn't know because, <laughs> because she said, oh, I'm surprised you didn't know because of the makeup. And I said, well, what makeup? And she said, well, you know, the black eyeliner and the black nail polish. And I said, well, that was when you were going to a punk show. When you were going to a punk show and you wear black. It's very common. It's common. Yeah. I said, you know, I, you never wore other makeup right. around the house or dressing differently, but, um, so that's why I think it was just really out of left field. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So like the, you know, on the day to day, um, what would you say is the, uh, the most obvious maybe is, is a way to put it, uh, or most difficult, um, part in the day to day. Um, I, I know for, and I'm, I'm certainly not saying this is, this is your case, but I know for me, um, even as, as a gay person, uh, it's something that I have to keep at the forefront of my mind with pronouns. Yes. Um, when I'm interacting with, with transgender <laughs> yes, individuals. that's very difficult. And I think it is human, it's a human thing to struggle with retraining your brain yes. to say a different word versus someone- You live with. That you, you live, live with, with and you live- life. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, um, Tell me about, you know, that experience. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like I said, I'm not saying that is the answer for you, that it's the most difficult part, but. Um... No, it's difficult. I mean, and I, you know, it's, it is because it is, has been, especially for Adri, 21 years. And um, so, yeah, I mean, the name is the easiest part. So I yeah. know having had two, now I can tell you the name is the easiest part. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even slip on the names ever anymore unless someone doesn't know. Right. Um, but the name is easy. The pronouns are harder. I'm struggling still with Adri's pronouns because it's only been a few months. Mm -hmm. Um, the daughter, son, the hardest. Yeah. Um, that's I, really difficult to, I, I call my son, son. Like I use that, like, you know, like, come here, son. Yeah. Right. And so I could see how that could be difficult, um, even for someone who doesn't use that as a, as a, you know, name, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. have you had an experience where you've, um, uh, you know, misgendered either of them and maybe misgendered is not the right word, right term, but, uh, use the wrong pronoun with them in earshot. Oh, sure. Um, I correct myself all the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and my husband still will, still will say she sometimes with, um, river mm -hmm. and, you know, we correct ourselves mm -hmm. and, you know, my, my mom still struggles with the pronouns and I know it's not intentional. It's yep. not because she doesn't accept. She just struggles with the pronouns. When you don't live with the person you don't have to readjust yourself right. and correct yourself every day. The people who don't live with them and mm -hmm. don't talk to them as often, they struggle much more with right. pronouns. Um, and I don't hold it against because I know it's not coming from a place of, right. of unacceptance. It's just, it's just habit. And having that, that knowledge, you know, and that prior knowledge with a family member or yeah. friend or something does make all the difference in the world. I would imagine Yes. for, you know, especially for the, per the, yeah. the individual, um, because you know, the intent, yes, right? I know um, the intent. It's, you know, I think, I think with river, um, who's, you know, obviously been out longer in being younger, 
I don't think Rivers had a lot of, and being COVID, I don't think Rivers had a lot, a lot, if many or any opportunities to um, correct anyone. Right. Um, to out themselves to anyone, mm -hmm. really. So that comes, you know, that's a difficult thing to do. And it comes with experience. I mean, even for me and my talking with friends and family about my kids, that takes experience for me. Even the right. more times I do it, the more comfortable I get with it. For them, it's going to be even more so, mm -hmm. especially the younger that they are, to own it um, and to feel comfortable correcting someone. Um, and it's, it's, even I struggle sometimes with, okay, do I tell this person now? But I, because I put myself in their shoes and I don't want them to feel bad, to feel awkward, to feel embarrassed, to feel like that their reaction is going to be judged. Mm -hmm. Right. So even if they're not a family member and, you know, it happened fairly recently where someone said, oh, you know, and said, and referred to River as a she, but there were other people around. And I right. just thought, if I correct this person, it's going to make this person feel X, right? Feel yep. embarrassed, feel yep. bad, feel yep. awkward. So uh, you have to kind of evaluate every situation. <laughs> I, I, live, I live that, <laughs> even though I'm not transgender, I live that on a daily basis because there's interactions that I have when people call me sir. And depending on the situation, first of all, I don't like confrontation in general. Right. right? Yeah, That's just my that. personality. Yeah. And so if it's a scenario in which I know that my interactions are, go are very limited, such as a stranger at the right. grocery store. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I, right. And, and that's a personal choice. That's not to say that someone else with this experience, that it's wrong for them to correct them. Right. right? But that's just, for me personally, I feel that it's, it's not worth having that conversation if right. I'm not... Now it's different, right? If I start a new job and someone is saying he, 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 I have to, not that it's any easier, but I have to at some point right. bring it up either directly or indirectly. Right. Um, and that is, right. it's not easy. <laughs> Imagine being 17 or, right. you know, exactly. I, you don't know how <laughs> to, uh, you don't have enough experience of life under your belt to know the best way to approach those situations. Um, and so, you know, my, I remember when I was a teenager, um, actually before I came out to my, to my family, my dad had, had brought up the topic of, um, you know, being gay. I don't remember how it came up, you know, what the situation was, but I remember him um, saying, well, you know, if any of my, my kids ever came out to me, I would, I, I like we, me and my brothers were sitting around the table or something. If any of you ever came out to me, I hope you'd know that it would not be an issue, right? And as great as that sounds, right, it didn't make a difference, right, on how nervous I was to come out, right, because <clears throat> it's different when it's your own. It child. is, yes. it is. Um, and I think about my kids, and I don't want kids to have a life path that is any more difficult than it already has yes, to be. I, yes. Right. Yes. So I can say with a hundred percent certainty, cert, certainty sounds weird that I don't, I, I don't, um, I, let me phrase this in a better way than I was about to, but I hope my kids have the easiest life possible. Yes. Right. And I know from experience and from seeing others live, you know, their lives, that it is not, once you, once you come out, um, it's not ever going to be as easy as it would have been. As it would have been. So for that reason, I hope my kids are straight and cisgendered simply for that reason. Right. Now yeah. that's not to say. Yeah, no, that you wouldn't that, be accepting. Right. And and I yes, want them, and I, that's also not to say that I don't want them to to be who they are just because it's, you know, easier. it's easier to, right. right. But that it, it doesn't make a difference in that I want them to have <clears throat> the easiest life they can. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I, when I think about being who I am and, and, you know, the fact that I am gay, I, then I think to your situation where you're, you are a, you know, straight cisgendered woman 
And, you know, I hope my, my point to all of this is I'm hoping that you hearing me say that makes you realize that having those thoughts of wanting the best for your kids yeah. has nothing to do <laughs> with the fact that you are, you know, gay, straight, cisgendered, transgender. Yes. And you worry about any type of challenges they might face in their yep. life. and you know, whether they had a, they have ADHD and learning, you know, processing issues and whatever it might be, um, you worry about them, um, finding their way and and having, you know, happiness and all of that. So yes, of course, this, this seems like it's an added challenge. Um, at the same time, I feel like I'm so proud of them for having the courage to be who they are and live who they are, especially, you know, in, um, and, and they'll find their way. I mean, you know, Adri graduated from high school, didn't want to go to college. No big deal. I never cared. I just wanted to graduate high school. Um, and now is taking classes at BCC and finding her way. And that's fine. Like, I think they both know that we don't put expectations on them in that way. We just want them to be who they are and be their authentic self. And, Again, like, you know, Adri had blue hair and red hair and right. whatever you want to do, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> however you want to express yourself, we're completely fine with that. And, and now, you know, I mean, it's it's funny how someone comes out as transgender, especially like Adri, who's so punk rock looking and not feminine looking at all. Um, people, it's almost like people are saying, not people, not, not, a, not a ton of people, no, right. my closest friends, my immediate family, not my extended family mm-hmm. yet. It's almost like, well, with River, they would say, but well, if, if she looked more like a boy, it would be easier for us to, but she does, he does look, I say she, cause that's what they say. But right. He does look, it's just the ponytail is a mm-hmm. little bit long, but you know, but with Adri, Adri does not look anything right. except recently has started, um, wearing um, occasionally to work, we'll wear like a black kilt, mm. um, with like Doc Martin boots right. and, but still a punk rock completely with right. the black lipstick and the black everything. And I, you know, that's great. I just always feel like I'm so glad that she has the confidence in any given day to be herself in the house, outside the house, that she has the confidence to be herself at this new job. I'm so happy that this organization is so accepting mm-hmm. um, of her and many people and in, in who are alternative or LGBTQ yep. um, in the cannabis industry. And I'm so happy about that because, you know, in the age I grew up, you know, my friend was gay, but he didn't come out till college. Right. And that even then that was a big deal. Yeah. So um, certainly transgender was not really a thing and, and it's something that is still much more taboo than misunderstood uh, as well absolutely absolutely even from our our own community um sometimes the individuals within our own community are the ones who judge the most and it's sad um but at the same time it makes you realize that there's a lot of growth that needs to happen in society in general, right? Yes. It's not it's not an isolated, you know, um, thing, but you know, by one group of people, it's it's just society in general. Right. That, and, and over time, that'll change, just like it is slowly happening with you know the LGBT community in general. Right. Um, you know, I was watching um, the A League of A League of Their Own. Oh yeah, I watched uh, that. series. Yeah. You know, with my wife and <laughs> watching you know, the way that they had to hide Mm -hmm. even just, you know, holding of hand or Mm -hmm. whatnot. And to see how much, and my wife said to me uh, in between episodes the other night, she said, you know, it's crazy that we're sitting here right now in our living room with our kids upstairs asleep in bed and we own this home. Right. And that our neighbors aren't beating down our door to have us arrested. Even sorry to interrupt. No, you, no. But even like um, back in the day, they would they would put people in a, in asylums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It I was mean, a mental it, illness. Yes, exactly. I yep. mean, we have come a long way. Not to say. Oh, there's certainly know, plenty of room. Plenty for... of room. <laughs> plenty of room. Yes. Especially because I feel like 
overall, there's more acceptance, except I feel like in the last few years, the, the people who are the kind of more uh, ignorant mm -hmm. and, and hateful, that has intensified. So yeah. I do feel like overall, if you, if you counted heads, right. as far as people who are more accepting, there are more people who are accepting. But the alternative has gotten getting more entrenched right. and because um, they feel hateful. the need to almost defend their. Uh, well, this is my perception of it. Yeah. I certainly can't speak for anyone else on anything, but I, I feel like they they feel the need to defend their their stance even further. Um, particularly, I've noticed um, individuals who kind of back up the reason that they feel that way with a religious reason. Yeah. Right. It's like I need to stand up for what's right. Uh, from you know, that's what they they feel, and I'm not saying that I you know agree with it. Obviously not, but it's just uh, it is it is every now and then even I need a reminder because I live in New England, and it's much more accepting here for me to be openly, you know, uh, with my wife and, and whatnot, uh, than it is in other parts of the country. And so sometimes I even forget that not everyone has it as, as easy as I do. Right. So it's, it's interesting to have that, you know, perspective for sure. Yeah. Um, have you had any like unexpected positives, um, anything that's occurred? Um, and there's not a right or wrong answer. If the answer is um, no, that's okay too. I mean, I think, like I said, with the school, I was, really um so impressed with how immediately they embraced it yeah um changing you know the name and pronouns informing all the teachers um they've really been incredible about it and in many many other things um, that my child's been dealing with um with panic attacks and other issues they're so wonderful i can't say enough about it. it's bristol aggie to just have a plug yeah um you know they've been amazing and i mean i feel like I, I mean, I've always been close. I feel like, um, are we closer? I don't know that we're closer, but mm -hmm. we're just, you know, we, they know we have their back. Right. And I've said that many times to both of my kids in whatever instance that they were in, like, you know, we have your back. So, mm -hmm. which is the biggest piece of it all, yes. right? Anything else? I feel like we can work through that. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but knowing that when it comes down to it, that your parents are, you know, you are their priority and yes. they're concerned about your well-being, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. You know, the little slip-ups of pronouns and, and um, you know, there's things you have to learn, right, that you, <laughs> yeah. don't, you don't know anything about. <laughs> um, and that, that will continue to happen over time, right. both for, you know, them as individuals and you know, you as a, as a parent, that'll occur. Um, so, but, you know, I personally had a, a great experience, if you will, um, with my parents. They've always been very supportive and, um, you know, loved me through it all, so to yes. speak. Wasn't always the easiest kid. Um, luckily, I've turned out pretty decent. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I am very grateful to have that support and love from my yeah, parents. and they have that from my parents too. You know, their grandparents um, also. Um, you know, we have a small family, but everybody is very supportive and loving, and um, you know, so that's always been the most important thing is that they know that we have their back no matter what. And they've always been, especially Adri, you know, being older, um, very uh, astute to human rights and for many years has been, you know, we can have great conversations around issues and, you know, he's been to protests and things like that. So he's just someone that, you know, just lives out loud with um, his beliefs, her beliefs. Oh my gosh. See, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> it's quite all right. It's yeah. so, it's so funny. I just fall right back mm -hmm. into it, but it was 21 years. So yeah, uh, a little slack, right? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But you know, so again, I'm, I'm just, I'm proud of the people that they are. They're both really good kids. Um, I just want to say that's a reflection of your, of your parenting, oh, you know, oh, I, and, and, and I'm serious. <laughs> um, you know, that. kids don't just happen to turn out well, right. They, they didn't stumble and fall into being <laughs> decent people. Um, so I, it's one of those things that, um, 
when I hear people talk about their kids and talk about them being good people, that I, I think, I wonder if they realize how much of an impact they have on that. Most of the time, we're second guessing our, our decisions as parents all the time. Yep. We're like, oh my God, parent fail number 325. Oh my goodness, trust me, I haven't, <laughs> I am, I'm only, up. you know, I'm not as many years in and I have a chapter book of, <laughs> and, and that was the biggest thing for me, like after I had kids, I'm like, wow my poor parents, <laughs> you know, like all yes. of these things yes. that I held on to for so many years, like, how dare you, <laughs> you know, punish me for that or whatever. And then here I am making all these mistakes. And I'm like, this is not as easy as I had to, you know, planned it to be. No, exactly. It, but I will say one thing is that as much as I say, you know, we can joke about our parent fails. My children being transgender is not one of those. And I had somebody say to me, and a very kind, very kind person, um, and as I was sharing what was going on, um, was saying, oh, and I said, you know, it's just, been, it's been, you know, an adjustment, it's been hard, whatever. And, um, and she said, oh, yeah, I'm sure, like, wondering, what did I do? And then another comment came out about, like, not, maybe, maybe it even was, like, um, like, how did I fail them or something like right. that? And I remember thinking in the moment, I didn't address it with the person mm -hmm. because they were trying to be supportive right. in their way. And, but afterward, you know, I went home and I talked to my husband about it and I said, you know, I don't feel like that at all. The emotion that I feel is not anything to do with who they are, um, that, or that I, that somehow it's a negative or or anything like that right the emotion comes from care and worry concern mm -hmm. and an adjustment yep. it's strictly that it's not disappointment um i'm so proud of them and who they are i'm so proud of the courage that they have every single day of their life mm -hmm. to live their authentic selves that is not an easy it is thing not to do. <laughs> easy and i i am like in awe most of the time of them and i'm so proud of them so that's my own feeling of just, um, uh, wow, this is not, this is wow, knock me for yeah. a loop kind of thing. So it was more like that, not, um, and a little bit of, <laughs> to be honest, it was a, the second time was a little bit of like, oh my gosh, I have to do this again. Right. You know? Because as you said, every interaction, not every interaction, but you know, with close friends or friends or acquaintance, people that you get together with right. four times a year for dinner and, you talk about your family, right. you go through that process of, okay, is this the time I tell them mm -hmm. that my child's transgender or do I let this one slide and maybe I tell them the next time? Because for me, with River, I did get to a point where I felt like you can let the first time go, not a big deal, right. but it does get to a point where I'm dishonoring my child and I don't want, I will not do that. Right. So. I feel wrong mm -hmm. in letting the old name be out there and mm -hmm. not telling a person who my child is now. So I've definitely kind of weigh when's the time. And then I know like, no, I'm, this is the time because I'm dishonoring them. And I, that, that prop time span is now going to be expedited with Adri because right. I've been through it once already, even though it's hard every time yeah. because part of it is, it's my life, it's my experience, it's my child. But you know when you say it, there's gonna be a feeling, a reaction, a mm -hmm. of of the other person. And in part of I'm so deferential to other people's feelings that I always feel like, I don't want them to feel awkward or right. weird or bad, mm -hmm. or I don't want them to feel bad for me. It's don't feel bad for me. It's you know <laughs> so, I feel as that's I feel like that in, in some ways that feeling, right, that you've had, I'm sure for most of your life or you know, what whatever it may be is like the opposite of wanting to ensure that you're sticking up for your child as well. So now yes. you have these emotions that are just the opposites and it's like this perfect storm, right? And so I can't, I can only imagine what that journey would be like, um, you know, as a parent. Um, and I think that, um, you know, people, I hope that, in time people will realize that um you know it's not it's not just about the individual who's coming out and and i didn't realize that until i was a parent 
I was like, poor me, you know, <laughs> this is so hard for me right, and everything right. that I have to go through. <laughs> right. And then there's my parents. Yeah. And, and actually my father came out after me. Wow. Yes. So that wow. was a, a, an interesting you curveball. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, he was in the military for 22 wow. years. And so, um, you know, very different experience yes. in life than I had. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, now that I'm a parent, I, I think back and I'm like, wow, it wasn't all about me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was more to it than just how Jamie feels and what Jamie's thinking. There you know? is. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I've, we've had an awesome conversation. I kind of want to wrap it up with the question of um, if there's a piece of advice you could give to, to someone watching this yeah. who either, you know, their child just, just told them that they're transgender or, um, you know, they're struggling in some way, what would that advice be? I think to your point of that, you know, it's, it's something that the parents have to, it's very emotional and they have to process, but I'm very much of the mindset that regardless and you have every right to feel how you feel. And I encourage every parent, like you have a right to your feelings and they are valid. And I had very different reactions to my two. Struggled with my reaction a little bit to age because I thought like, am I, is this wrong that I'm this upset about this? But right. it wasn't, you know, it, it, I couldn't help the feelings. Mm -hmm. Have the feelings, but do not, this is my advice. Your child is, to your point when you came out, mustering every ounce of courage and fear of rejection to come out to their parents no matter how you're feeling inside you are a duck you are paddling like hell into the water but on the surface you are like i love you mm -hmm. and thank you for your courage and we're going to get through this and i'm in your corner and i have your back period you can go cry in your pillow right. and that's fine but and, and, and you should if that's and you what should if you need to right Right. And seek help and get, talk to other people and whatever you need to do, but to your child, um, it is so important that that, those reactions, especially initially and in the days and weeks that follow, it is just, I'm here for you Yep. because it takes so much courage and any feeling of trepidation that they have that this is not okay, or that somehow they've upset your life or somehow they've disappointed you or any of the things your reaction can be interpreted as, even if you don't mean it right. to be that way, they can interpret your reaction the way they're going to. You can't control that. So you got to put it, you know, you have to just be like, and I, I really did feel that way in the mm -hmm. moment. It wasn't an act. I, I truly felt honored that, and, that she told me and glad that she told me. And I, you know, loved her so much. And I just felt like I just want her to be happy. Of course, all those things I really believed in them and still feel. And then the other feelings that I wrestled with, I just kind of wrestle with behind the scenes, but mm -hmm. it doesn't change how I feel about my child. And you don't, as a parent, ever want them to make those assumptions that yep. somehow it's not okay right. with you because you are the people they need in their corner. Mm -hmm. Like you're their foundation. Yeah. So, and also getting out in front of family members that could potentially be an issue. Um, you know, with Adri, it was a little bit different. Adri was 21. So with Adri, I said, you know, I think that you should tell your grandparents, my parents, right. they had already been through it with river and being 21. I felt like you're, I really believe like you will empower yourself to tell them. I did advise that it be done over email or text and not in person. And I know normally those conversations are really heavy and in person, I would recommend. But again, someone can have a visceral reaction right. to something and it can be misinterpreted. I could picture my mom starting to cry and that being misinterpreted. Right. And so maybe I was over managing the situation to say, I think you should send a thoughtful email that allows or text. Of course, it was a text because, mm -hmm. you know, these kids, they don't want to email. <laughs> I get it. It was a text. But that allows them time to process to say, this is who I am. I understand if you need time to respond and really allow them time to respond and not like you normally do with a text, like they're not texting me back. Right. You know? Right. And really truly acknowledge they need time. Mm -hmm. They do. People do need time yeah. because again, 
they wouldn't want their initial reaction to be misinterpreted. Right. That's only fair to them. Yeah. So that's what I would recommend. Uh, that's great <laughs> advice. And I, I want to thank you so much for being so open and sharing your story with me and, you know, those who will uh, watch or, or listen to this. Um, like I said, I think it could make a, a bigger impact in someone's life that we may never even know about, right? Yeah. Just hearing a story of so. someone who is in the same situation or similar situation as them. I have one more thing to say. Absolutely. I did recently join um, a parents group for transgender and non-binary um, children. Mm -hmm. uh, they're based out of Easton, but they're virtual right now. And it's once a month. And I have we had our first call, my husband and I jumped on the call. And I would highly recommend it's, it was, I found them through the PFLAG Boston um, website, yep. but um, I highly recommend that you seek out other parents of transgender children to talk to because it is a, it's very different, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, from LG, from coming right. out as gay, coming out as trans, you know, everyone has, it's, it's a different experience. And I, I, it has helped us even in the short time that we've gotten to know people. Yeah. You feel validated. Mm -hmm. You feel like to talk to someone else, I can talk to my friends, but to talk to somebody who knows exactly what it's like is um, extremely helpful. So yeah. I recommend that. I uh, So Engage has a resources um, section on the, on the app that we're in the process of developing. So I'd love to get that information yes. from you and, and put it on there. And, um, and I'm yeah. a resource too. You can put my information on there. Awesome. That's great. I, I certainly appreciate that. And I'm, I'm not sure. an expert, but I'm learning. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that uh, there's very few experts on life, you know, out yes, there. That's very um, true. <laughs> and, and really, you know, even if you think you're an expert, then life throws you a curveball, and now you're, you're a novice again. So you're just getting by. Yeah. For just sure. trying to do our best <laughs> absolutely so thank you so much for, uh, for yes absolutely it's a great great conversation thanks jamie absolutely